Welcome back to the podcast, episode number 78 with Dan Taratha. Dan is one of the amazing chefs at Gaia Retreat in northern New South Wales. This place, you're driving the gate, you feel relaxed. The gardens are beautiful, the views are stunning, the people are beautiful, that you feel relaxed when you walk into your room through the restaurant. I don't know what happens, but you'd like go into this beautiful space and you just feel totally relaxed knowing that you're going to have a great time there. And then Dan took us a little bit of a walk through the place and we went up to the vegetable patch, all this beautiful stuff growing, so fresh and delightful. Then we went down the paddock, checked out the view, he showed us the bees that they use the honey for, the turmeric and ginger which they use for juices and drinks and treatments in, the, in there. Then we went down a bit further, we met the chickens, they were all gorgeous and happy, up the hill past the rock melons and the finger limes, this place is like a tropical paradise but then we got down sat down and talked with dan and he is the most chilled out relaxed guy who does this cracking food with his team and uh we got to know a little bit more about him but before we get into it it's brought to you by green endeavor we're here to create sustainable communities where all people are educated empowered and inspired by the joy of real food and dan does that for us today also brought to you by Chef Notepad. Calculate your food costs and manage your recipes. But let's get into this, Dan. Dan Tawatha, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Graham. It's an absolute pleasure. I've been a fan of your work through Instagram and other mediums over the years. And of course, we've been working closely together. Well, you more so as Sam and Adam and Trev yep. um, down in Byron for a really long time. Gaia Retreat, what a fantastic place to be. Um, tell me about what happens here at Gaia Retreat. So it's, it's a little bit different to your regular uh, hospitality or hotel sort of venue, I guess. Um, so in the kitchen, we primarily just cater for the guests that are staying in-house. So in that regard, it's it's straightforward and pretty simple, but then we have to tailor our menus for the dietary requirements. That's the challenging part. And we change the menu each day. So breakfast is just a very small menu with a hot egg-based breakfast that changes every day. We do one dish for lunch um, and just a three, three to four course sort of structure for, for dinner. Um, so within that, it's generally a lighter style of cuisine, being a retreat, um, lots of veggio food, seafood and poultry. Um, yeah, so it's a great way to work, changing the menu and using fresh seasonal stuff from the garden is, is the highlight. So you're in this beautiful spot. Gaia, of course, um, has been around for a really long time, won loads of different awards, which we'll get to in a second. But um, so, so everyone, um, well, a lot of people might know about Gaia and it, it is a stunning place. We've just walked through the beautiful gardens, past your vegetable patch. And there's lots to be inspired about here. And what is the go with all staff being good looking here, Dan? Like everyone's gorgeous. <laughs> the smell makes you just instantly feel calm and relaxed. Um, it's um, a truly a unique place as soon as you drive in, in the gate. Um, how did you end up? What's, how did you get qualified enough to, to be working in such a wonderful place? Um, what's your backstory? Well, I, I actually started studied visual arts uh, when I finished high school, so I come from an artistic background. Um, I was always interested in cooking and food um, at home before that. Um, as a teenager, I used to cook cakes and bickies and do a bit of baking and stuff. Um, but where I grew up, down, down the coast, in the mid-north coast of New South Wales, it was pretty quiet, not many opportunities there, so I um, moved up here to study visual arts at uni. Um, moved to Melbourne then. I, 
about four years later, and I had a um, house housemate who was a cook, and he asked me to do some uh, kitchen hand work, and I was like, great, jumped at the opportunity, and then just yeah, fell in love with cooking and kitchens. Love that energy, love that fast-paced environment, and um, moved back up here. Um, did my finished my apprenticeship, and worked in a few hatted restaurants and. Who were with they? A few other Who were places. Um, I worked with um, Graham. Um, sorry, Graham, um, Gavin. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin. Gavin Hughes at the bottom oh, yeah, of Byron yeah, when yeah, he was yeah. there. Gavin. So yeah. he was a big inspiration. Yeah, I learned a lot from him, and that's where a lot of my passion. For, so at the bar and bar. Yeah, that was when yeah, he was yeah. there. Oh, oh, nice. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. It's called Crystal Brook now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he was very passionate about quality fresh seasonal produce and that's where i really sort of was like oh wow he used to go to the, the farmer's markets and grab stuff how from could there. you understand a word the guy said back <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's challenging sometimes <laughs> but it was good fun as well yeah, yeah. and um i worked at, at satiate in in bangalore that was a hard restaurant uh a while back now 10 to 15 years ago yeah. uh, with a the chef there um and he he taught me a lot as well about about that style of food um and then i was kind of just looking for for a part-time job and my wife actually said oh why don't you go up to guy and see what they were offering so i started doing a few casual shifts here and then the head chef position came up and i um yeah jumped at the chance beautiful so i'd never worked in a retreat i didn't even know what a retreat was um healthy food was kind of like not really something that you think of much back then which was about 12 years ago Sort of before the wellness industry really took off, um, so I've kind of learnt with that as it's as it's grown together. Mm. Um, but yeah, just love the the way of working in terms of just creating menus on the fly, using seasonal produce, making dishes on the day and serving it on the day. So using high quality, organic, super fresh ingredients. Um, it's very inspiring. Tell me about some of the most inspiring dishes you're cooking. So you're getting stuff from, you know, little bits and pieces from us. You're nowhere near a big enough customer, that's for sure. <laughs> and that's because you go around all the farmer's markets and local farms and grow your own stuff, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, which is exactly what your guests would want. Um, I, I'm sort of thinking that you must be absolutely challenged some days. I think we all have those days where things are challenging. I know it's super inspiring here, but... Um, do you get challenged with a lot of these dietary requirements that are around these days? There's half a dozen of them in my family, that's for sure. So tell me how, how you get through the challenges of multiple uh, guests with multiple different dietary requirements. Yeah, what's, what's the? Do you get in a group huddle here or how does this work? Yeah, it's definitely the most, the most challenging part of the role here is dealing with those dietary requirements. Um, you just take each day as it comes. So some days relatively easy um some days are very tricky and, and yeah it's when you get those multiple different dietaries within the one dietary sheet so different guests with different dietaries if you've got few of the same dietaries you can kind of tailor and tweak your menus relatively easily but when you get a lot of the different ones it just starts ruling out all these ingredients and you start to having to do lots of different meals for different people and that's when it can get fiddly and tricky hmm. um what's but, the some tell me some of the dishes that <laughs> tell me just some of the <laughs> That you know, we're not going to call them names, but you know, like, what are the what's the hardest one you've had? Like, where you've just gone, oh my god, how am I going to deal with this? Did I just <laughs> eat meat or something? Like, well, well, they don't eat. Tell me, tell me some of the yeah. We challenges. actually just had someone like that last week who was just pure carnivore diet, so just meat on the plate, nothing else, no nuts, veggies, anything. So it was, yeah. That, I mean, it's not very challenging. It was relatively easy, but it's still kind of unique. 
Yeah, you go. Wow. <laughs> um, some there was a one a long time ago when I first started, which was only light coloured foods, only white foods, basically, <laughs> and it was kind of yeah. Um, you get a, a few different ones. There was was that from a medical thing or just a preference? Or I don't know. Yeah, there, there's so we we rank kind of rank the dietary sheet. So yeah. there's allergies and serious allergies, medical yeah. allergies which is the top priority, of course. Yeah. Um, and then it just goes down to intolerances and dislikes. So yeah, okay. the allergies are highlighted in red and they're the, really the main ones that you look at and really take note of because um, you don't want to mess those ones up, of yeah. course. Um, and then, yeah, you just you, you basically just be flexible, be creative, and you just come up with a plan B. You, you just, do a lot of talking with the actual customers. You, you do. If, if they've got a lot of extensive dietaries and, and they're not – after a day or two, they're not happy with what they're getting catering-wise, then we'll definitely go and chat with them and just try and fine-tune it, work out exactly what they need and exactly what they want and just do our best to, to cater for them. But um, So there's a long day. You've got your breakfast, lunch and dinner. Yeah. Tell me how a day rolls for, for Dan. It's not too bad, really. We, we only do an eight- to nine-hour shift per yep. shift. Um, there's two chefs per shift and they're divided into either a breakfast, lunch shift or a dinner shift. And you split the, the load of the menu between the two chefs. Um, so one chef will do breakfast, one chef will do lunch. Um, you start about 5.36, go through to about 2, 2.30. Uh, dinner, you start about 12.30, go through to about 8.39. So they're relatively short days um, compared to your regular restaurant or cafe. Um, so it's not too bad. So we try and break it down each week between a couple of day shifts, a couple of night shifts as well. Um, so basically, I'll plan a few menus for the week, earlier in the week, and then come in and sort of check the dietary sheet, check the guest numbers, check what's come in from the garden and what's in the cool room and the dry store and just kind of go from there. So Beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's a great way to work. Okay, so that's what you're doing. Yep. You're having a wonderful time just hanging around the kitchen and <laughs> yeah. the garden. That sounds pretty great already. Tell me about, <laughs> tell me a day in the life of a guest or what are the opportunities for guests right. to do? Because we're in this stunning room at the moment. We're out looking over the the, uh, the mountaintops and the bunya tree there, and you've got a lovely little room here and a beautiful big bed and a bathtub. Uh, all the rooms uh, that I've uh, seen online look absolutely stunning. Tell me about uh, a day in the life of, of a guest here. Yep, so it is, yeah, primarily a place for relaxation, and the location really lends itself to that. As you said, you walk onto the, the grounds and you instantly feel calm and relaxed. So it is a place just to get away, unwind, relax, chill out, whatever. Um, there's no real rules as to what the guest has to do. There's no structure or routine. They can basically do whatever they want. Um, so generally, they might start the day off with a bit of yoga, um, come in for breakfast, maybe go and have a treatment or do a walk around the property. Um, there's a couple of different daily activities which are available, um, sound healing, um, dance, classes um there's we do a cooking class each week as well awesome. yeah myself and mitch the co-head chef we kind of split that and divide it up every is that every double, as a comedy, double as a comedy show or is it a little oh no we, we do it separately so oh. it gives us a chance to write a different uh cooking class menu and then change it sort of with the seasons and each month every couple of months how important is the seasonality to you oh super important yeah 
using stuff from the garden, stuff that you guys have got. Um, we check the sheet that we get from you every week and we're like, oh, what's oh, coming in? <laughs> Scarlet does most of that. <laughs> I mean, with obviously advice from everyone. Yeah, but, um, uh, yeah. We love it. We, we're like you guys. We love fresh seasonal produce. That's We just, when we get stuff in like that and you just go, wow, look at this, this tray of nectarines or peaches mm. just had stone fruit season. It's like you taste one and it's so fragrant and perfectly ripe and it's like, oh, this is so good. It, I, I believe the ethos of uh, seasonal for Kaya Retreat and yourself is that eating in season is when we're meant to eat these particular foods which Absolutely. are going to be good for our body. Yes. Um I'm a massive believer in that, and I think that's why for now we have, you know, we've got the high antioxidants, plums around, and, um, you know, eat them and sort of build, you know, for me, this is me unofficially speaking, I'm not sure what the medical thing is, but I, I love to eat all that stuff when it's in season. I feel like I'm gearing myself up and, you know, we'll get some early average mandarins now, but I stick yeah. onto the plums and I'll go to the mandarins when they're properly in season yeah. in about, you know, four to six weeks' time from um, now or um you know, May time, uh, where they'll be delicious and we'll be able to really up our vitamin C. For me, it just makes common sense to do it. But um, I know that we've yeah. lost a lot of that with, you know, um, shows being from, you know, it might be Jamie Oliver showing something in the, in the, in the, at the wrong time of year and we and we get mixed up with it. So yeah. um, I, I think that that is a part of the wellness here and it's probably one of the reasons why people feel so great when they are here is because I know that your emphasis on um, local um, seasonal produce, particularly coming from out the garden, um, must really make the the experience here um, even more overwhelming. Do they use any of the beautiful fruits and stuff in any of the treatment rooms, or are we rubbing jackfruit on faces or anything? Because <laughs> yeah, I think they yeah they'll use things um, for some of the treatments. Definitely, nice. yeah, they'll use. Yeah, the spa menu is quite extensive and they've got lots of different treatments and they get really good feedback on a, yeah. a lot of those treatments as well. Yeah, it definitely goes into some of those um, procedures. Um, yeah, it just, it just makes sense for us. Like we try and have that paddock to plate ethos and we really try and follow it. And um, yeah, having the garden obviously helps a lot. We can just go out and pick things, serve them within that couple of hours kind of window and it just the guests really notice that, that vibrancy and, and freshness and it's just taste alive so they they really enjoy that and yeah it's all about the guest experience that's all of our choices and and the things that we do all our reasoning comes back to okay how's this going to be for the guest experience and that's what our our real focus is and that's with every department yeah tell me about some of the feedback that you've got from guests so they just come up as we walk through here a lady you know one out of one you've got 100 percent so far so one (laughs) guest to come up and Wanted to nearly hug you for thanking you for her <laughs> breakfast this morning. What other feedback um, do you get from guests that must be a, a pat um, on the back? Yeah, it's it's great. We get we do have a, a very direct connection with guests, and we do have that captured market, I guess, where the guests are here, they're staying here, they they do leave, they can leave if they want to, um, but they're generally just staying here. So you do you do make friends, and you do see people, you say hello, and and yeah, they're generally very appreciative, which is great job satisfaction. It's um, but when we're using high quality produce, it, it does make our job a lot easier. It's obviously, yeah. it's just simple food, you know, done nicely. And yeah, people will always respond well to that. Beautiful. Using those, they really notice the quality of the ingredients. You, yeah. you mentioned that you use some local farms. Any in particular that come to mind that really just uh, get you excited every year, whether it be the local blueberry farm or is there any that just absolutely stand out for you? Um, yeah, there's a, there's a few. I mean... 
we're always just trying to use our own stuff straight up. And a, and a lot of the time you find that the local guys will all have similar stuff at the same time as well. Yes. So it's like yeah. sometimes if, if ours don't work, we'll go to another farm and, yeah. and get theirs. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's. Is that the same with you know? Like I know it's, you know, you're probably thinking when I say that fruit and veg, but is that the same with meats and seafood and stuff? Is that, um, you know, are you are you heading down to the bar and farmers markets? Are you, you know, it, I mean, it must be just a part of your general life, isn't it? Yeah, we use, um, yeah, our seafood and meat suppliers. That well, we start off using suppliers that we know have a good ethos. Like you guys, we're all on the same page with what we want, and that's yeah, local quality stuff. Yeah. And we don't mind paying a bit extra for quality. Um, so hey, hang, on, hang on, I'm just going to, hey, Sam, here's <laughs> put the prices up. For <laughs> Thanks, mate. mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, the seafood that we use, we just basically, we just wanted the best. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, Tell me about sustainability in, in the business. Like what, what kitchen practices are you doing in, in, a, in, the, in the kitchen and, and, and maybe what, are the, what does the guy retreat do? From that angle as well, because I know that's um, it's um, it's definitely not new, and I'm sure guys are ahead of the curve. Um, but more and more people, and I always like to ask this question about looking for inspiration of what they can do uh, in the kitchen. What have, what have you guys been doing? Well, I think getting back to what we were saying before about the shifts and the hours, we try and look after the staff to make sure they're happy. So I think HR looking after is like super important. Looking after the people that you have working there and making sure yeah. they're happy. Because then they'll do a good job and it will obviously flow yeah, on. But, yeah, in the kitchen practices, like re just reducing the amount of plastic that we use, things like that, we're always looking at that. So we've recently been taken over with new owners and the parent company, Z1Z, are really on board with introducing new initiatives and things like that to really look at all these things and try and reduce wastage reduce plastics and things where we can. Um, so we've started using the biofilms, the new cling wrap. So the technology is oh, yeah, yeah. starting to come through as well now in, in the commercial Yeah. Um, What's that glad area? wrap called, Scott? The Great wrap. Great wrap. That's, on, that's one I just saw on um, Down to Earth with Zach Efron on that um, last night. That's yeah. a, It looks like a great plastic product. That's. I, I still prefer just to use a cabbage leaf on the everything in the fridge but um, yeah, that's a great idea yeah, you know that it's, works it's well. like nature's uh glad wrap really but um that's a perfect covering yeah yeah i think um using less is more with that sort of stuff or a container that will last you you know a long exactly. possible time yeah so that. we'll get metal containers or high quality plastic ones pay a bit yeah. extra get a better quality one that you can reuse and reuse and reuse a few times wash it reuse it and yeah. because you've got a garden no doubt you're composting and yep always oh, all the green waste goes straight into the compost gets composted and then straight back into the garden a few months later. Yep. Yeah, we're always yeah looking at ways that we can reduce wastage, of course, and, and upcycle other ingredients from wastage. Um, and, yeah, just using less plastic and using better containers and things like that where we can. It feels like it's an ethos through the whole resort with cleaning products and things. It's, um, you know, yeah. it's, it's um, definitely, you know, I'm sure it's the ethos of the whole business, to be honest. But, um, yeah, it feels great. What's coming up in the in the future for, for Gaia? What's around the corner? Um, well, with Z1Z, um, they've been bringing in lots of new things, which has been great. We've got our own uh, bees and honey now. We've just started harvesting our own honey, which Sweet. is great. Got our own chickens. We get we get probably well up to a dozen eggs a day from them, so they supplement our, our egg Did use. Do they know about how many <laughs> how many goes in a carton, or is that just a coincidence that you get a dozen? 
<laughs> so it's, nah, they must. I reckon yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah, they're right, pretty okay. happy chickens. Yeah, and nice. They're pretty switched on. <laughs> Great. Um, we're we're looking forward to autumn coming. Yeah. We're looking forward to some new new seasonal produce coming through. Kind of get to the like getting back to the seasonal thing. You get you do get to the end of the season and you're like, oh, you start thinking about sort of. I'm you done know, with figs. Yeah, yeah. Can't look at another. No fig. more figs. Yeah. No more stone fruit. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Um. So, so autumn's a weird one in Australia. So everywhere else in the world we have four great seasons. Well, not everywhere else, but, you know, we definitely don't have that nice land. But in a lot of the world we have four seasons, which, you know, a lot of our teaching comes from Europe where we definitely nearly to the day we have asparagus or we nearly have it to that and, and we eat it more like Christmas. But in Australia it's almost like we have two seasons where autumns are, it's only slightly colder yeah. now than what it was three weeks ago. And yeah. it's, you know, and it's still raining. So, you know, with climate change and all the things that are going on in the world, um, things are more mixed up than they've ever been. And we find that nearly it's, it's, it feels like the summer and winter in, in, um, in Australia. Although northern New South Wales, where we obviously are, it, it is slightly better than Queensland in that it seems to, um, you know, you get a bit more coming through in the autumn. But tell me about what are you, are you looking forward to for this autumn season? Um, looking forward to Because that's a really some... hard question, actually. <laughs> Persimmons and quince are Beautiful. good. Beautiful. Love that. Correct um, answer. Some of the pine mushrooms that come through are oh, always a highlight. stop it. <laughs> We've got some for you next week. No way. You need to... <laughs> Excellent. Uh, um, yeah, the, the list was written up. Who's getting the first lots of pine mushrooms? You're on the <laughs> list. Don't worry. Excellent. I'm um, looking forward to some more of those root vegetables coming back yeah. into proper seasons. Uh, maybe some Jerusalem artichokes or celeriac. Some yeah. of the new celeriacs yeah. we've been getting in the yeah. last week have been great. Isn't it funny? You can see the tail end of one grower, then the start. So that's actually Victorian to Queensland, and that's a massive difference of yeah. of, of what 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 the product. You know, you can use the top and. You know, where the other ones are coming in, they're a little bit woody and, and yeah. not so bad. So, yeah, once again, reiterating what we're eating season. Sorry, I took over. What else are you looking forward to? Um, what else have we got? Well, just mushrooms in general are great in autumn. Yeah. Um, what else comes through? I guess we start looking more at the um, pears and apples as well. Yeah. Um, you can get some really nice ones. So we've got the red love apple. We've got the gala yep. apple. Uh, yeah, all the pears. We've got the paradise pear. We've got the Bosch pear just started. Yeah. we got the... Uh, Corella pear, and nice. there's one more that I'm not Nashi. Um, so lots of great pears coming through. That is true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just working with those seasons again, and um, yeah, whatever's whatever's available, we'll snap it up. <laughs> Who's your inspiration? Because you're a healthy guy. Yeah. Yeah. You obviously have you know good work-life balance, working for such a great place. You know, what are you doing to look after yourself, and how are you guys? Obviously, you're in a wellness retreat. Um, you know, how do you look after you? You're obviously fit and healthy. How, how does that work and how does that culture work throughout the, you know, the kitchen at least? I know you're not in control of the whole company's culture, but, you know, you, you run your, your team there. Is that something that you guys encourage? Because I know at work we're always encouraging everyone to, you know, look after themselves, drink water, you know, you know, eat fruit and vegetables, yeah. you know, do the right stuff. And, and we're always trying to go and exercise even together. And like Glenn and I are often, you know, going to the gym and Adam and a few other, and Alexander and heaps of other uh, people from the team and Sammy's forever surfing with yeah. and um, Adam's fishing and Trevor's fishing and surfing and skateboarding. Now, what what is it that um you know is there an encouragement for that sort of lifestyle for you guys as well? Or? Yeah, I think definitely. Like a lot of the staff are into yoga. They they do a lot of yoga. Oh, beautiful. Um, I personally surf a lot. There are yeah quite a few surfers in the area and that work here as well. Um, yeah, a lot of the guys play golf too. Um, yeah, Josh Josh will be hitting up the gym most mornings. I think. Nice. Um, 
so yeah, everyone's got their own bits and pieces. They do the the fitness classes as well, and the move it, the dance fitness. Um, but yeah, most people are pretty on board with yeah the the healthy eating here, and they try and yeah just watch what they eat. And it's obviously it's a lot easier here where you've got access to that kind of food. Well, that but answers, I try and do the same at home as well. That yeah. answers my question: Why is everyone beautiful here? <laughs> and, uh, that, that's it. Yeah, but honestly, and I, and I, I say that you know. It's, it sounds like a throwaway line, but I walk them. I mean, and, and, you know, I can appreciate men and women, beautiful, like beautiful. Everyone's sort of good looking and fit and healthy, glowing. I think the word I might, I might, <laughs> it might not be good looking. It's glowing. I'm looking for it here, and, and um, yeah, yeah, there is something hugely special about this place. That I'm, I, I guess I might even be. I hope I'm portraying that down the mic well enough to the listeners because um, I, I just I really feel this here, and I hope I hope people can. Um, come out and experience what I know is um, such a, a, a beautiful place. So water menu's done, you've got the vegetable patch done. Yep. What else is going we are, on? There? We are expanding the vegetable patches and the um, orchards. So we're always planting new trees, um, always bringing in new new trees to plant. Uh, so Cam, our full-time gardener, he's, he's got a really good program of, of what's coming up what we're going to plant and we, myself and Mitch, So that's your other newsletter him. you get, the garden newsletter. Yep. <laughs> and um, we've also inoculated some logs with um, some shiitake spores. So we're growing some mushrooms as well. Wow. So that's another sort of guest experience thing where the, the logs are set up under trees and in sort of the cooler shaded areas and um, that's they'll what be producing mushrooms. I, I'd heard, I'd, Sam, or someone had told me that you were doing that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so we'll have a few of those coming on in the coming months, hopefully. We just got a few shiitakes last week. It was the first little harvest. It was only a, a couple, but um, basically all those kind of things just supplement the regular daily usage. We'll use them for a special dietary or something like that or like a yeah, special vegetarian dish or yeah, Scarlett took some um, pine mushroom logs that were sort of finished or out there done and um, to, for her garden and she ended up with this massive, big, beautiful lion's mane, wasn't it? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to hit you up with a bit of that waste product that yeah. ends up turning into such, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, send it down to you because it's great. <laughs> now I'm going to have a thousand people asking for that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's it's amazing for the garden and we're going to be using it on the rooftop garden at, um, at our new place in Brisbane where we're, we're planting lots of beautiful natives and everything. Um yeah, it's such a great experience in here, and I and I know that I've been yeah, following you from a distance with just watching the food that you're putting up, and you're always um, letting us know what you're doing, and we really appreciate the professional relationship that we've had over the years of just great communication, and you know, you're not exactly forcing it on us, but for whatever you tag us in Instagram, we can see it, and we can, and you can really feel that relationship throughout the thing. So, oh no worries, I just appreciate the the quality that we get, so yeah, and the, the freshness, it's awesome. Yeah, so the, the the next step for me with these um, things is, you know, you know, let, let's face it, you, you have to be, you know, almost fortunate to be able to um, to come to places like as beautiful as this, and in 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 the next, you know, years, you know, a bit of a quest of my own is to is to get this knowledge that we have as as chefs and creative people. Uh, a little bit more general and I see that I mean things like that do evolve uh, but I'm concerned that we're heading down a path of um, 
food being in a packet and we heat it up in our very small ovens in our houses what do we have to do as a community as a bunch of chefs as a bunch of farmers to sort of try and reverse that because yeah. for me we've lost it in our places and that's why these places are, are so good but at the end of the day what what you're effectively doing is what people have been doing for hundreds and thousands of years they have a farm they have a chicken they have some mushrooms probably they have a vegetable patch and they and they live off the other farms in the local area so what you're doing as unique as it is now it's less and less unique globally and I, i've got a real concern that we're not going to get our shoes off walk down and earth with the earth and eat some beautiful local seasonal produce to you know get our bodies highly nutrition so we can go out and do other things for the world because we're fully loaded with exercise beautiful food what can we you know it's a hard question man i should have load, loaded you up with this one yesterday but what can we do with a um with you know in our community to to help with with um, helping that knowledge be transferred and that inspiration down to people. I think, yeah, the schools... The cooking class you do is one. There's one already. That's yeah. good work. I think just uh, getting people involved in gardening and gardens. So I guess that starts at the school level. A lot of schools will have a, their own garden these days. I think that's very important just to teach children the importance of, of growing their own produce, growing their own fruits and vegetables and eating them. Um, and, yeah, you see a lot of community gardens as well. So... I guess people are a bit more aware these days with the wellness industry of eating healthily. Um, but I guess, yeah, it does start at that at that base level with the kids and just encouraging them and then hopefully it... So, so once on. again, it's probably easy for us to say that if you've had that, like, you know, just speaking with Elijah this morning, another guy who's been on the podcast, um, you know, he seemed to have a great upbringing around food. But I think there's been a gap now where we've... We might have lost, uh, like teaching a traditional dance throughout culture. If we, if you miss a couple of generations, or the supermarket or convenience or distractions like phones can get us, you know, off the thing. Um, yeah, Uber Eats. How do we, how do we get back? You know, look, this is a really, it's a loaded question. You know, the answer I think we both can agree is that we just have to continue trying and and uh, reintroducing and inspiring people. And you're already doing that, so. Uh, I don't think there is an, an actual, hey, this is the definite answer. But I, I'd like to ask everybody, you know, who's listening to, to please, you know, inspire us back, you know, and, and help us um, uh, re-inspire the community. And, and, and you guys do it um, from a high level. So what I'm going to have to do on time is bring you up to our shed and film you in there about, you yes. know, cooking some of the stuff. So I'd love to see one of your masterclasses um, cooking when we when we do some things up the coast. Um, yeah, for sure. So as you, That'd be as great. you may or not know, but we've built this facility up in Brizzy where it is, it is all about that, trying to inspire people. It's got a garden, it's got this and that. So, um, yeah, yeah that your, your food's, you know, just tastes great and how you can come together and how we can combine flavours. We do that with you and half a dozen other people. We're probably on the road to helping people eat in season and try a few different things. Yeah. But they're probably, like you said, this thing in my pocket, which is celery, uh, like a weed. It's probably grown in their garden already. They don't realise. Um, yeah. And there's stuff around. So, yeah. yeah, I'd love to be doing that with you in the near future if that's okay with everybody. No worries. Yeah, anything to, to educate people and, and spread the word is, yeah. You know how to get people. on the pine mushroom list, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Hey? Yeah, so we're going to go down the garden and have a look for some bunion nuts? Yeah. And walk oh, through yeah, your vegetable patch. Yeah, yeah, Beautiful. definitely lots of vegetables. Right. Well, it's been a real pleasure having you on. No you're worries. doing some great work. You're a humble person. You're up here high in the mountains. And um, one of the things you said to me yesterday was the inspiration you get from your family and your wife and, oh, and your absolutely. mates. And um, 
Well, I yeah. wanted to make sure that you've said that today because I know you said that to me yesterday. So, um, yeah, couldn't do anything without my wife, Haley. Definitely, yeah. she's the main inspiration and the reason why I'm here, essentially. Yeah. Um, and the team that work here, they're yeah. they're all amazing because it's as co-head chef, it's not just mine or Mitch's food. With all the other guys and girls coming on the day, they create the food on the day. It's it's their food, it's their menu. So yeah, yeah, we yeah. oversee it, but it it really is a group effort and a and a team effort. So yeah, yeah. well, tell Mitch sorry you missed out today, but um, I know you spoke. You know, when we did a little bit of prep work yesterday, you also spoke about how wonderful your team is and, and yeah. including, including yes. Mitch. So. Um, mate, I can see why you live here and work here. Um, oh, I, I think it. you live it's in the amazing life. spot. Yeah, it's. Um, I feel grateful every day to have this job and to, to come to work here. It's just such a good spot. It's, it's probably it's why amazing. You look great and you feel great. Thank you, <laughs> mate. Thanks for being a part of the podcast. <laughs> oh, thanks for inviting me and having me. It's been a really good experience. Beautiful. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, Graham.